As AI continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation we can't ignore. AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. HackerOne employs over 2 million ethical hackers, and 750 of them specialize in prompt hacking and other AI security and testing. So HackerOne isn't just theorizing, they're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large company, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI for more. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. This episode is brought to you by Gigantic. At Gigantic, you can level up your product skills through live, small group, cohort-based trainings. We're incredibly excited to welcome you to our next cohort of our product strategy training, kicking off in January of 2024. This course will take you through the frameworks that product leaders use at companies like eBay, DoorDash, Groupon, Rent the Runway, in order to scale their teams. It's taught by Ben Foster, a friend of this podcast, who is the former chief product officer at Whoop. So come join us. Go to gigantic.is. That's gigantic.is. And save your seat for our January cohort. Your potential is gigantic, and we're here to help you reach it. Go to gigantic.is to reserve your seat today. Welcome to the first interview in our sales series. For the next couple of weeks, we're going to be digging into sales. So we've got a really good one today with Timo Rain of PipeDrive. We'll be talking about some sales methodologies, techniques, tactics. I uh, really think you're going to enjoy it, and we're going to get right into it. Welcome to Rocketship.fm, the podcast where we explore startups from funding to growth, from culture to sales, and everything in between. I'm Michael Saka. And I'm Joelle Goldman. Yeah, first, Michael, thank you for inviting me. And uh, very happy to be here. Uh, happy to also tell you what uh, what we're building. Yeah, yeah. So in a very short sentence, Pytorm is, is built for, for small businesses to help them control the selling process. And uh, uh, we're all about complex selling process, not the transactional one. Um, so that's 
that's what the essence of Pytra is. And, and um, uh, you know, the, the reason we built it was partly because of uh, out of our frustration with the available software and then partly because of our own need. And uh, way back, you know, 20, I think early 2000s, we were using you know, three to four different CRMs in a row and, uh, and bought Microsoft Dynamics, and, uh, but we never got to terms with it. Um, so we found it, you know, made, it did not make sense to use it uh, to be better in sales. And, uh, but we knew that we had to do uh, sales professionally and a tool uh, to manage sales is needed. So we looked for a tool that is both useful for a salesperson and simple at the same time. Uh, we didn't quite find it, decided to build it. So that's why. Very nice. And, and what was the, um, I guess what was missing from some of those other sales tools that you really, you felt like you, you needed? I think the missing piece was really the combination of something important. I mean, obviously when you looked at the tools at that time, even now you can't say that you're missing functionality. Okay. I mean, that's there. That was there at that time. And it's even more so today. Um, so that wasn't missing. Um, you could also see if you looked hard tools, which were kind of built for sales, um, very simple. Um, so sort of simplicity and ease of use, um, that wasn't missing either, but we found that the combination of the two where you have the enough functionality for a salesperson to feel that, you know, that's, the tool that helps me to get my jobs done in sales. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it's not the type of tool where I feel that, you know, it's not helping me. It's kind of dragging me down and I feel that I need to be selling rather than messing with this tool here. Okay. You know, so that, that part um, wasn't quite there. We, we didn't see that balance anywhere. And, and, uh, and that's what we wanted to bring to the market and, and build. However, well, we could do it, but uh, it's been good to see that it's been going well. We are, serving customers in more than 130 countries today. Yeah, and you guys are 150 people currently, right? Around that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's uh it's it's impressive and it, it's it's a difficult market if I I understand you guys have a lot of competition. How do you differentiate yourself um you know when you're going out and selling the product? Yeah, like I said in the you know first the description of what mm-hmm. we do is 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 help uh, businesses. Well, really small businesses is 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 what we um, is you know is kind of what our target is. So uh, at the very low level, it's uh, serving the salesperson uh, to help salesperson sell. And uh, and when you have uh, that focus, uh, you tend to build the product so that it will be more suited towards uh, the smaller ends uh, of the businesses around the world. So that's definitely one of the differentiation points that we we're not building a product which is meant for large enterprises, uh, which require hyper functionality. I would mm. say a lot of integration needs, uh, a lot of customization upfront, so that you could even get things started. Um, but what we do is uh, bring the functionality that is needed, and then uh, you know make sure that anybody in the world, in any business in the world, regardless of the vertical. Uh, can pick this up and and use it. So, you know, if you if you ask what the differentiation differentiation really is, then um, we want to give you the focus 
into the things that we believe will help you uh, get to the results in sales, which is um, you know your sales pipeline first and foremost, because everything really revolves around that. I mean, you can do all the different things in sales as activities, but if you don't care of your don't take care of your sales pipeline in terms of filling it, you know, making sure that everything moves on and you close the deals, then obviously you will not get the sales results. So that's our focus and forte and uh, we build all the other different functions you need around it. What is, you guys have kind of an interesting methodology around it, around the product and, and um, what is that methodology sales methodology that the product is built around? I think um, it comes from the fact that we've done sales. Uh, I mean, before we founded pipe drive uh, for about, 12 to 15 years, if you compare it between the other co-founder and me, and and then, you know, obviously we had tech co-founders coming in um, to form the complete group. But um, it came from that experience. Um, and this methodology, I think, in a very simple way, is that we have always believed in taking action and, and not worrying about the results while you're taking that action. And that is extremely difficult to do in sales. And the reason is that if you don't get results in sales, you don't get paid. Right. So, you know, you can't really go home, right? (laughs) So so you need results. And that's what I think um, makes uh, sales quite a tough job from even from a perspective of how do you look at this? Because if you need results, you know, the logic tells you that you should focus on results. And um, in reality, when you do that, you probably have seen salespeople from whom high, I mean, what you, what you can see from their eyes that they are really focused on getting the results. Yes. And you can see that how that is working against themselves, even in a single conversation that you have with them. Um, and, uh, and that's what we've, through the experience, realized that you absolutely need to want to get to these results, but uh, you need to be able to let go of them and really focus on what you can control and um, and that's pretty much the the essence of of what we want to also help people with pipe drivers is put them in a in a sort of control um, in a sort of controlling seat of of taking care of uh, of the actions that fill their pipeline and and uh, and uh, work with the deals and close them and um, and get to the results but um, but not worry about them I think that's one of the one of the things I guess what I'm hearing is. Um is like focused on in in a way allowing salespeople to focus on solving a problem, and if they don't solve that problem, it's okay. But they took the action to make sure that they got to the point of determining whether this was a good customer or not, without forcing them to become a good customer, especially if it's not a great fit. Is that is that kind of right? Yeah, especially yeah. when we think of uh, we think of a single prospect or a single prospect becoming a customer, definitely. It's so much more useful uh, for anybody professionally in sales to actually look at the customers as, you know, who's the best fit and, uh, and not to think of their own abilities as, as I'm going to make them buy, right? Mm. So, so you, you just can't. I mean, you don't have that uh, direct control over results. Guns are not allowed by law in sales, right? <laughs> It's a so good you thing. <laughs> you can't force people into buying, but the best thing that you can do is is really, you know, do a lot of the hard work 
you know, search um, uh, for, for best prospects, uh, but the best fit, what you also mentioned, between the product and what it can do and, and the people with, with the needs and, and problems uh, that are, you know, very similar to that. And then do a lot of smart work as well, which is figuring, figuring that out in a, in, a, in a single case. Is that the case? And then moving on if it is. And, and if it's not, being quite quick to know that this is not going to go forward and uh, sort of dropping, uh, dropping that. Yeah. How do you guys approach sales inside of PipeDrive selling, you know, a sales, uh, a sales tool? Yeah. So that was, that was quite a twist for us, to be honest, uh, as we uh, found the company. Because um, we had done what people call and define, I think, enterprise sales uh, okay. for most of our lives. So um, we knew all about, you know, how to approach and how to do the outbound type of work in sales by putting us on the line, uh, going into the battle and, 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 and bringing deals home and, you know, these sort of things. The twist was that when we founded Pipedrive and, and understood what we wanted to do together as a group, which was put the product uh, in the hands of everyone in the, in the world of sales around the world, really, we quite quickly realized that we probably can't get anywhere if we think that locally um like you know here's me here's a prospect you know let me reach out let me see what i can do so we decided to not build a sales team on our of our own at all and and completely focus on putting the product out doing just a bit of marketing and just enough of marketing quite a lot of hustle obviously early days but uh, Mm -hmm. a lot of marketing uh to make sure that the product uh, ends up in the right hand um, and it's found everywhere um, and then just you know kind of hoping that these actions that we were able to control that will get us to the results and uh, and and they have and that's been the great thing but but the difference is really that we do uh, as a company ourselves we do a lot of very low touch sales as they call it uh, where you don't really see the people who become your customers it's all very self-serve so people find it people pick it up and start using it and we want to make sure that we have done everything so that they can find it they can get started they can find the right materials they can also make sure that you know if needed they can get questions answered with our support people and uh and that happens obviously when rain wilson realized he had a special gift for talking people to sleep he had two choices construct a massive speaker that would blast his voice to every person in the country or invent a talking pillow. AT&T Business eventually talked him into the pillow thing. And backed by a reliable network, the only network with built-in security controls, Sleep With Rain was a hit. Take your ideas to the moon and beyond at business.att.com. That's business.att.com. Um, but yeah, that's the big difference. So do you feel like your support team kind of becomes your sales team. I mean, I, I know I signed up for the product and, and, um, I had a call set up, you know, within like two days, I think of signing and, uh, someone to answer those questions. Is that, is that the sales team now? Yeah, that's the start of our sales team, the way that we want to build it, which is to help you in the very early moments of, of you using it, which, um, I think it's even technically right to call this almost like sales onboarding, mm-hmm. you know, type of work. 
um, so we don't reach out uh, outside of the group that you know signs up. Uh, but definitely, if you do uh, sign up like you did, uh, we want to make sure that you um, are not alone. Are not alone. And uh, but a lot of our people, a lot of our customers have been uh, uh, communicating with our support people uh, and support team, which is, as you quite rightly said, they have been our. You know, conversion engine really because they okay. have uh, worked with people on trial, uh, answered their questions, and uh, really ha- helped them onboard. Uh, you know, through the different things that they might might have, you know, a struggle understanding or you know, just getting the data and whatever it is. So yeah, they have. Even though we, you know, that was one thing that we created immediately, almost less than a year into this business, we started scaling the whole support team, and and they were. I think uh, in our company, the people who normally would be your salespeople, you know, they were the ones that were doing customer support in a low-touch model, effectively becoming our salespeople. And and coming from like the enterprise sale into training, you know, more of a customer service sale, uh, how do you, um, or, or what are the, the elements that carry over and, and what are the elements that you've kind of left, I, I guess, behind in that training? Because they're not necessary in this scenario. Hmm, that's a very interesting question, but I don't know if you can answer it. Let me, I could rephrase it. What do better. you do for training of the, um, of your customer service team um, that is still kind of in that sales realm um, so that they can be successful as a growth engine? Mm-hmm. Well, I think the big thing is, Maybe a couple. I haven't really even thought about it that way uh, from that angle. But uh, a couple of thing, things that come to mind. One, we look at our support people, really anybody entering the company, as as a person you would want to be with. Mm. I mean, in, in interaction with, uh, talk to. And uh, so that means that a lot of effort goes into finding that person uh, who has this heart and soul so that, you know, them as a professional obviously comes into play, no question. But when you talk to them, you feel that they really care and uh, and they take time to understand what it is that you want to do and what's the problem. Um, and to me, that is you know one side which is which always has to be there when you when you're in sales that you really need to be connecting with people. Um, and um, I think that's one of the best ways to connect when you. When you are a person yourself, who people other people normally want to be with, because yeah, yeah. you know you you're not an, you're not a certain hole. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, but the second point is quite a heavy training in the product itself, so that you know kind of, it seems very obvious that if you're doing support, you need to know the product. Uh, but I also think that um, that's something that salespeople who are the best salespeople in the world. Uh, that's how they differentiate from others is that they really know the product. So it's, it's, been, it's been always our goal to make sure that the, the support, support people don't, uh, first of all, don't feel themselves that they don't know the product, but also that when they are with a, with a person in trial, um, that they feel that this person really knows it. And obviously in case it, you know, there are some questions that they don't, they, they will reach out again and get the answers. But for the biggest part, they are the experts of the product. So, so that part of training has always been there and we've tried to do as, as good of a job as we will, you know, 
uh, can. Mm. Do you feel like there's um, a personality type that does well with sales? Um, or is it more like you, maybe you just described it, but um, I'm curious if there's like a personality type that you see um, that excels at, at, at sales these days. I think I just partly described yeah. it because uh, obviously what I, when I look at real salespeople in, in, in a role, what they normally have, there's a lot of, I mean, there's so much about it which is proactive and outbound, um, whereas customer support is really, you know, uh, inbound and it's sort of is there for you uh, when you have a question. But uh, so that makes me definitely think of qualities that salespeople have um, uh, who are strong. And and when you when you when you think of personality, and and people quite often when they think of personality, they think of introverts, extroverts. Right. I've seen different types okay. uh, doing, doing well, regardless of, you know, some people are really extroverts and they need, they kind of almost need all the load of information, <laughs> all the communication, all the different types of people so that they could feel that they are sort of, you know, releasing their energy or, or, or that. And I think that's very extroverted uh, way okay. of living. But I've seen very introverted people also doing extremely well. Because they found the right angle, and and somehow people trust them, maybe even more, because they seem to be so driven by the real thing and and the actual problem solving, and they're very good listeners normally. Okay. Um, so that comes into play. But so I don't know whether the personality trait itself is is the or the personality type uh, from that angle is the differentiator. Yeah, but more of the, I guess the likability or the relatability um, side? Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely the ability to connect um, and and in a way like people in a very general sense um, so that you like what what, people do in life. You like the fact that they're building companies if you're a B2B salesperson and that you like the fact that they have different challenges they want to get uh, overcome and get some kind of solutions and you're kind of drawn to that. And I think that that you like people doing things and good things in life that you definitely need to have. But I think if if you just want one one thing that I've seen always to be there, um, there was a quote by by um, Albert Gray. I don't know if you know that person, but uh, but uh, he has written a small book. Well, he actually gave a speech. Um, more than 100 years ago. Uh, and that speech was transcripted. The transcript of the speech was um, uh, published into a book called The Common Denominator of Success. And, uh, and what he said basically was that, uh, you know, the people who do really well in sales, they just have a habit. You know, obviously they need to develop that, but they have a habit of doing things that the sort of more mediocre people in sales don't like to do. Um, so that means that they are really driven and influenced by getting to the results, which are great, but they're also willing to um, go through the times and use methods which are not that great or that pleasing. So, um, so that I've seen always to be the case is that people are really driven by the results who do well in sales, but at the same time, not so much influenced by the by the hard work that they have to put in um, and and maybe even some of the basic looking work that some people kind of want to stay away from the really good guys they always do that interesting 
And I kind of think that that's always the case where you look also outside of sales. I've seen a lot of articles, obviously, from the Bay Area here, as, as you know, Stephen Curry is, is, is going through his uh, pregame, you know, warm-up. <laughs> yes. And you can see that everything he does, most of it, it's just very basic, just moving around, making sure that the legs are warm. I'm sure that a lot of these uh, things that we don't see, which is uh, purely practice, is, is really boring because it's very basic. But, yeah. uh, but they know that they need to do this. And uh, that's not very pleasing, but they are so driven by the results they get. Interesting. Yeah. How, how do you see the sales role shifting? as we kind of evolve the way that we build businesses, uh, much like yourself, uh, where, you know, the sales role has shifted into an inbound model. Um, are, are there things that, that as salespeople, they need to be prepared for or new skills that they need to learn today? Yeah, that's a, I think that's, that's one question that we will both and everybody around will get answers to as, as years pass mm. and then we develop even more um, through this technology. And obviously we will have <laughs> other questions uh, coming up. But uh, you know, I think one thing which has been clear is, is that with, with technology and with the ability to buy things online, um, uh, that is very different in the world, obviously, compared to 20 years ago, let's say. Yeah. Um, Almost all the products which can be bought online, um, people have a tendency to do that. And, uh, and that's how I think the role of the salesperson becomes, how can I put it, less as a single source of truth <laughs> or information. Um, because quite often, you know, when you're in sales, you can't rely on, on you being the master of all, all the information that, that there is about the product and the customer experience because quite often what you see is that people come to buy something from you they might know much more about the customer experiences because they've read reviews um, and that wasn't the case that much because you know if you compare it like 20 years ago people were able to read testimonials that the companies were putting out and publishing right so the good things that people only said. the good things yeah exactly yeah. right now you see like uh, different sides of the story and I think uh, that makes people much more grounded when they look for things that they want to buy uh, also much more aware about the different things and salespeople I think need to be just uh, um, more professional about their product knowledge uh, their knowledge of the customer and if they are not uh, they are, I think they're going to be considered really useless, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> yeah, so that's that, a- <laughs> that is probably, uh, which, which I really like. I think that forces, this technology forces salespeople to be more and more professional in what they do. And, uh, and I do think that's a good thing, uh, but it's not that easy <laughs> to be right. professional. Right. It's, it's a lot of work. Um, so I'm sure that that's not the, the nicest thing, that you feel that you need to work more and more. But I think overall it's a great thing because um, there will be, I'm absolutely certain, there will be always the need for a person uh, to sell to another person in a very sort of um, face-to-face, ear-to-ear type of format because not all products will, be, will become commodity. Uh, there will be products and services which are so expensive, so customizable, 
so good and so useful also that you just can't buy with a click uh, online uh, mm-hmm. because you feel that that's, that's just not the way to do it. You need to understand it, how it works, how it really works for you. Um, you need to understand who the partner is, who's going to deliver it. So, so there's, there, there's always going to be the need for, for a good person to person sales. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, I, I, I really like that. Um, perspective. Um, so where do we keep up with, with you and, and how do we get pipe drive? Well, to get, at PipeDrive, that's really easy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, typing in PipeDrive uh, in a search if, if that's you know what, what you want to do, or uh, you go by PipeDrive.com and uh, you get to the homepage and you can sign up and, uh, and there you have a, a trial for thirty days and and you can see how it works for you and whether it works for you. Um, so that's the way you could. Uh, um, uh, try pipe drive. Obviously, there are many ways for you to get um, ahead uh, and and see what it would do if you already had some experience in it. So there are a lot of videos and and knowledge based knowledge based articles um, that would help you along the way. Um, but you know, getting in touch or seeing what we do, um, our blog is definitely one way of of um, seeing what sort of uh, Ways we've seen people can get better. Uh, we publish obviously different types of how-to articles for salespeople because the product is never going to sell uh, for you. I mean, right. you, need, you need to be doing the work. So we understand that uh, at the end of the day, it's all about how you perform, and um, uh, that's that's why we also make sure that we build uh, that knowledge base bigger and bigger uh, to get these sort of how-tos. Um, and uh, and also some fun stuff. Uh, we have published quite a lot of uh, different types of articles on uh, differences in the world, uh, just based on the data and the ability to see salespeople using Pipetra really in all parts of the world. Um, so we published you know, data like why we have seen that Americans are not the best closers in the world, <laughs> for example, or you know other these sort of things. And so. Um, Maybe not as educational, uh, <laughs> but definitely useful and 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 thought provoking and uh, and make you think uh, make make you know, make you think what really goes on in the world is is actually very similar. Yeah, yeah, uh, and uh, so yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, well, no, I appreciate your time here, and um, yeah, we'll be keeping up with with your guys' journey. Mike, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Huge thanks to Timo Rain of Pipe Drive for coming on today. Coming up on Wednesday, we will have the first episode where we start to dissect some of these concepts. So I know you're really going to enjoy that. Please subscribe on whatever podcast player you're listening to and make sure to leave us a review. It helps out so much. And if you haven't yet, follow us on Twitter at RocketShipFM. You can follow me at Michael Saka and Joel at Joel Goldman. We'll see you in just a couple days. Hey, I want to know on that one. Please subscribe. Bye-bye.